close your eyes for a moment? I want you to think of a word that you can share that describes how you feel because there's another one in the fire standing next to you, that you're not alone. on that word I just would like you to share that word out loud just to call it out wherever you may be seated at blessed relieved peace love anything else grateful elated fearless strength are all good descriptions, good thoughts regarding how we're feeling. You know, one of the things that we struggle as is being able to put words to, at times, our, our feelings, our emotions, and, and be able to communicate those to uh, God. And so uh, it's important to stop and do that every once in a while. A um, couple of announcements before I get into our message. Um, uh, first off, the Discover School of Ministry Dayton that has been going on over in Clayton at Generations Church. Um, we have, uh, we're looking at launching a campus right here in our church um, for this next section. And so what we're looking at, um, if you would be interested in being part of that, now this is, is this um, class is not as heavy on the textbook of side. It's more uh, some of the experience side. It's about relational uh, pieces uh, that are going to be uh, present. And so if you are interested in that, um, I'd like you to sign up uh, on the uh, outside form. Give me what I need is your name, your email address, and um, just a good cell phone number that I can get hold of you. I'll make a connection with you, and we'll, it'll be on Monday nights, most likely. But we have some flexibility there. So if we have a bunch of people that would like to do it, but Mondays don't work, we can, we can tweak that a little bit. But I just need you to communicate with me. Um, if you're willing to do either um, the Clayton location or this one mark that if you'd like it to be here there's one that says bcc you just indicate that you would like that you'll participate if it's here 
There's a, a nominal fee on it. It's not in a lot of money, but it just it's a, this is not just a Bible study. It is more in-depth than that, and it, it actually is a preparation for ministry and, and uh, other areas. And so I'm excited about it. Um, for those down the road that are looking at licensure with Open Bible, um, this is actually a, a path that will be able to take you down that if that's a, a direction that God has for you down the road. And so we're excited about all the things that are coming up. So I want you to be aware of that. Uh, the other piece on that, um, or the other announcement that I have is next Sunday um, at 4 o'clock we have our community Thanksgiving service here in the church. So every year that service bounces around in our community. Um, this year it's going to be in our church. And because of that, it's at 4 o'clock. We are decorating the church today. We normally would decorate it next Sunday, but we're doing that today. And so if you can stay after and help, the church will bless you. We provide pizza for you. Um, we've got this down. The, uh, Jennifer and Sherry um, have this down to a science, and they'll tell you what to do. It's nice to have someone tell you what to do, and then you just go out and do it. Um, it literally, I think last year we were about an hour, right? I mean, it's... This whole church decorated an hour. They've got this down. So, and then we'll feed you pizza. How can you go wrong with giving us an hour of time and then eating pizza? And we have great fellowship, a lot of laughter in the process. Um, so also, we have a special class that's going to be starting this coming Thursday. And for that, I'm going to ask Kevin to come. morning everybody all right so this Thursday starting at 630 we're going to start something called grief share it is a side ministry and if any of you have ever experienced loss in your life and have had the grief that comes along with that of any loved one uh, it doesn't have to be a spouse it doesn't have to be a child or a parent it can be any loss it could be a good friend it could be a anybody that you know that you had a loved one that you've lost Downstairs in the fellowship hall, we are going to have, like I said, what is called grief share. And we watch a video, usually lasts about a half hour, and then we talk about the video, and then whatever you feel comfortable with, we end up sharing our feelings, sharing our thoughts on grief. Uh, a lot of us don't know, you know, how to, how to handle our grief or what necessarily to do with that. Um, but... Everybody grieves in their own way, and everybody is exactly where they are in their grief. So we're going to, the biggest thing is, is that we're going to support you. And like I said, Grief Share is the name of the side ministry. So we're sharing our grief with each other, which is supporting each other. Um, the one thing we heard this morning, obviously, another in the fire. It's great to have that feeling. The word that came to me was comfort. Amen. So comfort is what I feel. Um, and when you're around those who are grieving as you are, Comfort is something that you find. I've, I've been to these grief shares. Uh, when, when you lose someone that is close to you, you can go to a counselor. They normally don't talk to you about faith. They're not going to talk to you about religion. But you can go to somebody, you know, if you want to learn about the faith, you want to learn about religion, they don't necessarily, they're not really equipped to deal with grief. So this is a combination of the two. By no means am I a counselor, and by no means do I know everything about religion. But I know enough about both of them to where I can listen to your story and try to help you through your grief. 
And there'll be plenty of other people there who are experiencing what you're experiencing who can help you through as well. So again, Thursday at 6.30, uh, they usually last about an hour, an hour and a half. It kind of depends on how long we want to, the, the class to go to. But uh, I will tell you, it is a bi-weekly session. It's going to run 26 weeks because there's 13 sessions. Uh, and like I said, we usually watch a video first. This first Thursday would be a little different because it's going to be kind of an introdu introductory. It's where we get to meet each other. We may have more members that come later on as, it, once again, this is a community service. It's not just for people at this church. So, But 13 sessions, 26 weeks, and like I said, it doesn't matter if you've lost someone within the last couple weeks or if you've lost, some, if you've lost someone 15 years ago. If you want to talk about that grief, you want to talk about that loss, or if you just need to listen and sit down and hear people talk about it so you can find comfort in that, I welcome you to come. Okay? Amen. Thank you. And as Kevin and I were talking about this, this first one, you don't have to pay anything this first um, week, but if you decide you'd like to come back, there's a $20 registration fee that covers the book um, and just some of the, uh, you know, having snacks and stuff available. You know, we all need snacks every once in a while. So, um, so Kevin, thank you for doing that. I'm excited about this. And um, it's going to be a great ministry here at the church. Uh, I, I am sure many of you are aware that um, the holiday uh, time is some of the most um, uh, overwhelming time uh, it, uh, for people experiencing grief. And something coupled with that is the suicide rate here in the United States has multiplied considerably. And grief is a huge part of that um, that suicide rate. And so one of the things that I really believe that God is doing is preparing the church not only to provide ministry within. We have, you know, two of our ladies that have lost loved ones this year. And so uh, they're experiencing, you know, that pain as well. Um, uh, they've lost a spouse. But we also have individuals who've lost other loved ones. And so what I want to do is provide a source of healing um, directing people to God in the midst of their grief, as well as providing a, an avenue for people in our community to come. And not only will they experience an opportunity to share their story, but they get the presence of God in the midst of their story. So I'm excited about that. Pray about that. Um, and if you just want to see what it's about, come this uh, coming uh, Thursday. If you want to go on and register, you can go to griefshare.org and you can actually say register for an event and you type in Bellbrook and you'll, our group will come in. You can register right there. And so it's a, it's a simple process. And so, um, and if you register, we'll have a book for you uh, this coming Wednesday or Thursday already. So we have books here. So um, I know there's some of you that want to already work ahead. So, but this is not a race. This is not about completing a, an assignment. This is about processing what's going on inside of you. So work with us on that and uh, pray with us as we reach people for the Lord. Also, next Sunday after our time of fellowship um, with the community Thanksgiving service, um, we need some of you who are baker-friendly. Um, bring in some snacks. Bring in some baked goods, some cookies, brownies, um, 
and we're going to have the people in our, that come here from the community come downstairs to our fellowship hall afterwards, and we're going to just enjoy a time of fellowship together. So next Sunday, after the uh, community Thanksgiving service, we'll have cookies and brownies and stuff that downstairs. So please uh, commit to bringing some. Um, and plan on being here. We want you here. Praise God. All right. Today I'm going to talk, uh, start a series. It'll be today and next Sunday. And the title is, Are You Truly Thankful? Are you truly thankful? Now, how in the world can we know if someone is truly thankful? What was that, Elaine? You can't all. But how could we know if someone is? Their attitude, my wife said. Their way, what were you saying? Their fruit. The way of living, okay, good, good. How they talk to you, yeah. They give thanks. They communicate it with their words. Good. What was that, JP? She does your dishes. You didn't want to get slapped. That's how you know she's thankful. Oh, I love your brother. Good thing you got a big head, you know. Mac. All righty. Praise God. Someone else, how can we know someone is truly thankful? Why? The way they respond to you, okay? When they. No, that's good. They don't complain. I am sure. All of us have had children getting gifts during a, an event, and all of a sudden the, the child, all they want to do is open the next gift. <laughs> and they lose focus on being thankful for the one they currently received, right? Maybe some adults are there too. Um, <laughs> I, I, as I direct this to God, how in the world can God know we are thankful? For all of his blessings. How can he know? How can he know that? Okay, good. Randy? Where our focus is. Yeah. Yeah, everything that has been said for how we can know that about others is directed towards God. So I want you to right now in your brain. In your head, you don't have to say this out loud. I want to give yourself a grade on your level of thankfulness towards God and how you have communicated that to Him. Let's say just in the last week. We'll keep it short. The last week. Give yourself a grade. And then think if you had to get a cumulative grade for this last year, what that grade would be. And if you had to think about how thankful you'd be since Jesus Christ came into your life, where would you be? Now, I knew people that I went to school with that they thought, you know, hey, C is passing. I'm good with that. (laughs) But that mentality, when it comes to God... Do you want to be someone who is just passing? <laughs> Do you want to be someone who just gets by? 
Someone said, you know what, as long as I get into heaven, I'm okay. And I think that's a dangerous place to live and be. We as a church, we as a a follower of Jesus Christ, need to be men and women who know how to be thankful, who know how to be grateful, who know how to not whine. Do you realize that the children of Israel spent lots of time in the wilderness because they were king at whiners, kings and queens at whiners? They whined a lot, and God made them spend extra time. Have you ever thought about that, that maybe you're in the midst of this wilderness journey because you whine too much? Have you ever thought about that? (laughs) That some of what you're currently experiencing is self-inflicted pain. I wish I could tell you I've never been there. But I know I've taken another trip around the mountain a few times because of my stubbornness, because of my unwillingness or inability to learn to grow, to move beyond this current situation. A passage of Scripture that stands out to me is 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. It says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to Him. God is actively looking for Men, for women, for people whose hearts are loyal, who are individuals who have committed to follow Him, to honor Him, to live for Him in such a way that He can show Himself strong on their behalf. If God is not showing Himself strong in your life, are you loyal to Him? Does the first storm that comes your way distract you, take you away from what God has for you. God is looking. God wants people who are loyal to Him. He wants to bless you. I believe one of the keys for God's blessing to flow in our lives flows out of this topic of thankfulness, of thanksgiving. The word thankful we've already addressed before is being full of thanks. Being quick to thank individuals, to thank God. When we get into the Scripture, when we dive deep into it, we find that this topic of thanksgiving from the Old to the New Testament, has some variations in it. And yet in that, we have a good picture of what God expects from us. And so we're going to get a broad birth um, presentation on this. I know some of you are looking at that 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper that I gave you with like 1,200 Scriptures on there, and you're thinking, we are not going to eat pizza today. But here, let me just tell you, I'm not covering this all today, and I'm wanting to give you a resource. I want you to have the ability 
to as you're struggling with this topic of thankfulness, of, of gratitude, of gratefulness, that you can dive into God's Word and begin to read variations of what God instructs us on this topic of thanksgiving. For instance, the Bible verses about thanksgiving in the Old Testament are closely tied to praise. So God knew that His children were thankful when they praised Him. In other words, that they would praise God for who He is. They would praise God for delivering them from bad situations like another one in the fire. You know, you had Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. And, and God was present. And they praised God in the midst of it. But when they went into the fire, they told... Was it the Pharaoh or the king... King Nebuchadnezzar. I couldn't remember if they called Pharaoh or king. I don't know. Anyways, but they told him, hey, listen, do whatever you need to to us. Our God is more than able to deliver us. But if he doesn't, it's okay. We're, we're ready to die today. But he's more than able. And God showed himself faithful on their behalf because of that. And they praised him for it. In the New Testament, the verses in the Bible about thanksgiving expand this topic. And we see that thanksgiving, the New Testament is that thanksgiving becomes a way of life for Christians in the good times and bad. It's a way of life. So you have this process of praise in the Old Testament, but this overall concept of thanksgiving in the New so what does this all mean? In the end, to give thanks can include praising God for who He is and what He has done. Who and what are your fill-ins there? Who He is, what He has done. It can also involve greater expressions of gratitude. Gratitude. Being individuals that know how to communicate to show our appreciation. So if, if you are thinking of being graded on this process, and, and I understand God's not going to give you a letter grade when you get to heaven. But He does say this, well done, good and faithful servant. So God is keeping track. He says that on the day of judgment, we will give an account for everything that we've ever done, both good and bad. <laughs> he says that we will give account for every idle word. So don't tell me that God doesn't pay attention to you. God is an observer of your life. His eyes are looking to and fro throughout the earth for men and women who are committed to live for Him in such a way that He may show Himself faithful on their behalf, strong on, for them. I was listening to uh, JP's message from last Sunday, and he was talking about Kyle being, uh, um, try to think the term he used for Kyle, a Mack truck. Now, Levi, come here. Kyle, come here for a minute. Olivia, come here for a minute. So, 
Now, this is just an illustration, okay? Come over here, Miss Olivia. So if you were going into battle against JP, would you pick Kyle or Olivia to be your warrior? <laughs> now, Kyle's not, JP's not going to touch Olivia. We know that. But you know what? In the, in the, in the realistic situation, we're going to pick we're going to pick Kyle because he is this massive individual who we know will be strong for us. And, and we look at this, and sometimes we think, I'm always just going to pick whatever's easiest. She's so fluffy and, you know, cuddly and just love on her. And sometimes that's how we fight our battles. We find what we pick the thing that is going to be the least um, difficult for us. Thank you. You guys can sit down. Now, I'm thankful that Olivia and JP aren't going at it here later because JP would probably lose on that. He'd start crying. <laughs> but God is, we're going to pick this, the one who we know is going to be our best representative to go to battle. It's like, you know what, none, none of us ever liked it when we were in school and they were picking teams. There was always that one that was picked last. <laughs> and, and then at the end, you got people, it's like Barney's, okay, I'll take those other two if you, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sometimes we go there. But when we're looking at it, God wants to be strong for us. He wants to. <laughs> He's, he's picking us. He's cheering us on. He's saying, listen, be loyal to me. Do what you know to do. Live the way you want to live, the way I've called you to live, not the way you want to live. God is saying, listen, I have set down before you life and death. Choose life. Choose to a lifestyle of gratitude, of thankfulness. Today I'm going to give you some, some encouragement from the Scripture that will help us lean towards gratitude. So the question is, how do we give thanks? Giving thanks is so much more than saying thank you. Giving thanks is about a change of heart many times it is about something that is happening inside of us that comes out of us when we look at the sinful woman who had the jar of oil as she came to Jesus and poured the oil the perfume on his feet as an expression of her thankfulness there was this this visible sign this visible illustration of what true thankfulness involved now will everybody understand your thankfulness no the the disciples those those that had been the closest with jesus some of them had an attitude <laughs> and they disguised it under this man we could have taken that oil and sold it and fed so many listen if God has communicated to you to do something extravagant to communicate your thankfulness, you obey God, not man. Sometimes I, I come to the altar and I just kneel and I begin to weep. 
And it has nothing to do with any of you. It has to do with God has moved on me in such a way that, I, that He is requiring some, some level of expression from me. And it's been so uncomfortable at times because I was never one given to emotional response before coming to God. Even after coming to God. It's just in the last few years that I've become comfortable with, with emotions. Having them. Sometimes they get in the way. But the reality is, they help me understand God more. Zacchaeus. Luke chapter 19. He talks about you know, Jesus coming to him and, and going to his house and eating. And, and there was this desire that came from Zacchaeus that he wanted to show his gratitude for what Jesus did. And he said, I'm going to return everything that I've rob from other people and return it sevenfold it was an extravagant response an extravagant you know reminder of why he understood god's love in such a very intimate way that day thankfulness and gratitude must become the hallmark of our life Thankfulness and gratitude must be something that flows out of us in such deep appreciation for what God has done. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, To be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Does it leave us, any of us that are, consider ourselves to be Christians, does it leave any of us out? <laughs> Number one, there is an ownership level here. We belong to Christ. And what he says is that we need to be thankful not for everything that, we go, that goes on in our life. There are some things that we cannot be thankful for. We can't be thank- When we were coming home, thank you for all your prayers this last week um, as Tia and uh, Matthew and I were coming home from South Dakota. Last uh, Monday morning, we started out at 5 a.m., South Dakota time driving home and at 6 um, a.m. Um, Ohio time we arrived <laughs> um, so we uh, we uh, ended up you know it ended up taking us about 20 um, 24 hours to uh, get home um, we had a three-hour spell where we were basically almost stopped in traffic going nowhere in the middle of the night but God kept us um, he, he protected us, kept the enemy far from us. We had four inches of snow in South Dakota. Um, but in the midst of that stop, we were exhausted. This was after, we, I mean, we were supposed to be home at like 1.30 in the morning. You know, this was in that time where we were, we were on the down where we were in Illinois. We were close. And then we stopped and went nowhere. And there was no out. We weren't thankful for being stuck in traffic. But we could be thankful in the situation. In all circumstances, be thankful. To help us live a thankful life, we have the opportunity to turn to God's Word. Do you know God's Word is a valuable tool? 
Hebrews 4.12, I love it for what it shares with us. For the Word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. See, God's Word has the ability to penetrate in our lives and reveal those pieces that are preventing us from being thankful. So if you are not living in a position of being thankful in a position of gratitude begin to get in God's word because it will expose now the word I love expose because anytime we think of that word expose there is a there is a picture that comes to our head that's not good back in the old days when they developed film that was in a camera and you expose the film it destroyed it so there is a level, uh, when you look at exposure in some of this light, there is, a, there is a literal breaking down from within. Exposure is meant to do that. It's meant to bring a level of destruction to the internal pieces that are going on in our lives. So that we can be redeemed by God. See, God's Word... God works through the words of, of your Bible to reveal your sin, to draw you to Himself, and to bring you joy. That's what God's Word will do for you. It's going to reveal, or you could put exposed there. It's going to draw you to Him, because God's method of exposure is not to push you away, it's to draw you in. See, when God exposes your sin, He wants to get closer to you. So He's going to expose, He's going to draw you in, and it's going to bring you joy because just as the, the woman with the, uh, that came to Jesus dumping the uh, perfume as just as Zacchaeus, there was a level of joy in the response because of what God did. Now, it is not easy to develop a lifestyle of thanksgiving of gratitude but as we dive into God's word it will help us so our first passage that we're going to look at today I'm just going to share a few of them today and then I'm going to let you think on those next week I'm asking you to bring your sheets back first chronicles 16 34 through 35 says oh give thanks to the Lord for he is good his steadfast love endures forever Say also, save us, O God, of our salvation, and gather and deliver us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. What an encouragement from God's word. Give thanks to the Lord for he, his steadfast love, for his salvation. Those two things alone should be adequate for us to thank God every day, right? If that's all we had. 1 Chronicles 29.13 continues with this thought process. And it says, And now we thank You, our God, and praise Your glorious name. Who's God? We are thankful that He is our God. Jonah 2.9 We all know the challenges that Jonah went through as God had called him to the city of Nineveh, a city that has had fallen into such... Uh, 
bad sin, reprobate. They had become men and women who lived for pleasure. And God had called them there. And Jonah 2.9 says, But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you, and I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Psalm 7.17 says, I will give to the Lord the thanks due His right." due to His righteousness. And I will sing praise to the name of the Lord the Most High. Psalm 9.1 says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. See, if we just took time to talk about everything that God has done for us, our prayer time should not be an issue for coming up with a few minutes. Just recounting all of His wonderful deeds. Psalm 26.6, I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, O Lord, proclaiming thanksgiving aloud and telling all your wondrous deeds. Again, that, that process of thanking God for what He's done. Psalm 28.7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. In Him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts and with my song I give thanks to Him. Psalm 34, sing praises to the Lord, you owe, owe you, you His saints, and give thanks to His holy name. Psalm 30, 12, that my glory may sing, in your, sing your praise and not be silent, O Lord my God. I will give thanks to you forever. Psalm 50, 14, offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High. All of these encouragements continue to tell us this command from God to praise Him. I'm going to read a few more and then we're going to prepare to close. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify Him with thanksgiving. 95, 2, and 3 says, Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to Him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. Psalm 100, 1-4 Make a joyful noise to the Lord. All the earth serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. He is It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. Psalm 105, 1 and 2 will give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Sing to Him. Sing praises to Him. Tell of all of His wondrous works. Psalms 107, 1, and then 8 and 9. It says, O give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For His steadfast love endures forever. Let them thank the Lord for His steadfast love. For His wondrous works to the children of man. For He satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul. He fills with good things. Church, there is this constant reverberating thought process as David uh, put together the Psalms, as, as God's people began to walk through this, this experiential nature with God. God is not something that we just read about in the books. He is something to be experienced. 
And when we experience God for who He is, there should be this process, this thing that wells up within us to be thankful, to to have some level of gratitude towards Him for what He's done. We should not be shy in telling of His wondrous deeds. And when we are, it communicates a message that I don't think we truly want to communicate with God. For if we don't tell of what God has done for us, if we don't make sure that we declare His His praise to all the world, then what else can God perceive from us other than that we are ungrateful, that we really didn't need it, we didn't want it, it wasn't that important. That's How many of you have ever told your children that? When you don't say thanks, it means that you really didn't care, you really didn't need it it wasn't important so how many times have we allowed that to be the attitude that we convey towards God when he has done something for us and we remain silent God does not want a silent people when it comes to us sharing and declaring who he is and what he's done on our behalf and so I encourage you as we go through this week that you begin to meditate on some of these passages. Take your sheet home. I'll have some more printed up next week. Because I know some of you will not bring them back. That's okay. That's why we print more. But I want you to spend this week, as we are just a couple weeks away from Thanksgiving, to allow the process of Thanksgiving towards God to be communicated in your life it's a simple process but it's difficult to make it into a daily practice but I believe you can do it how many of you believe you can do it all right we got about a dozen of you I'm gonna pray for the rest of you so praise God let's pray father we thank you we know that the greatest response towards Being a thankful people is just that first step of saying thank you. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Thank you for the ability to get out of bed today. Thank you for breath. Thank you for a great breakfast. Thank you for my family. Thank you for a car that has heat. Thank you for the sun. Thank you for sleep. Thank you for peace. Thank you for friends. For babies. Thank you for children. Are there so many things that as we sit back, as we reflect, that we have to be thankful for? Today we give you all thanks. Today as I think about our Operation Christmas Child and I look at the boxes that are here and I know others have said that they're bringing some in first part of the week, but I I sit back and I think, Lord, I thank you that we have individuals that wanted to reach out and touch 
some of these children from around the world that just need to know that you love them. Thank you for those that have committed, those that have filled shoeboxes to reach them. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be men and women who develop a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Praising you for your wondrous works, your deeds, and our lives. Saying thank you for all your many blessings. Showing our appreciation through different responses along the way. We just thank you. We know that this is going to be a powerful week leading up to our time of thanksgiving. And we do pray for our communities, Father, as so many of them are grieving in so many different ways. We pray for the family of uh, Detective Del Rio as uh, they're grieving right now. And um, we thank you for the responses of the churches and the community to support them in the midst of this time. I thank you for Kevin and his willingness to um, be trained and be able to um, lead us in this uh, grief share group this coming Thursday. Father, all of these things are part of uh, us getting to a place of showing our appreciation for you and what you're doing. Today we honor you with one more step of that process by just saying thank you. So just take a moment to yourself you can write us a note there. I'm going to finalize this prayer in just a minute. But just take a moment and think of something. Write it down that you are thankful of right now that you would like to praise God for. Praise you, Lord. Lord, remind us daily to be a thankful people. And we'll do our best on, our be on your behalf. We ask for this in your name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Ushers, come. We're going to wait upon you for a morning tithes and offering. Let's pray. Father, thank You for this opportunity to give. Thank You for the opportunity to give back to You that portion that You've blessed us with and that You've helped meet us in so many areas of our life. Um, we just praise You. We thank You. Um, bless this offering. Multiply it to meet the needs of Your kingdom. We ask for this in Your name. Amen.